Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody doing well i hope the world is good today i hope everybody's doing well i hope you're safe this is um, (laughs) it's crazy times crazy times hey folks we have a new producer in here if y'all want to give us a call and holler at her her name is shannon good morning shannon good morning sir how are you i'm doing all right Uh, good if y'all want to give us a call 877-633-366-5483 877-366-5483. That's the toll line, toll-free number. Let me make sure Shannon's in there looking. Where the hell did you find that? <laughs> I see it. I see it. Okay. 877-366-5483. That's the toll line. If you want to jump in this first segment, we have open. And, by the way, you are listening to The Great Outdoors. I'm Ken Milam, and uh, our... Uh, producer this morning is uh shannon sweeney and uh, we're in here and and uh what a crazy time what a crazy time COVID 19 i don't know shannon what are you doing i know you live here in town right here in austin yes sir i live in lano county i live 90 miles from here uh driving in i didn't see but five cars when i hit basically the city limits of austin yeah, I don't think I saw more than five cars was, on my way in this morning. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But we just got to make the best of it, folks. And, you know, they're asking us to do the social distancing. And me, me and Shannon, we have a double-pane glass window between us. She's in one room. I'm in another room. So they we do the social distancing thing. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it, it, it's... Uh, what we must do, I guess, to do what we're supposed to. And we do have a great show. And family, our southern family, I know we'll, we're going to, y'all going to go uh, off doing what you're going to be doing. WAI, we're only on from f- uh, five to six. So if you want to hear the other two hours of the show, follow us over on your free iHeart app. And you'll go to AM 1300, The Zone, The Great Outdoors. And we're on from 6 to 8 on there. So, uh, yeah, sure hope you follow us over, family. Do have a great show. Here in just a little bit, we're going to be visiting with Jerry down at Deep Sea Headquarters and see what's happening in Port A. It's basically kind of the same thing around here. Jerry says, yep. He says, all the thing is, yeah, we're, we're all... You know, staying in the house, but we just have a prettier place to do it. <laughs> he said, yeah. Now, you can go down to the beach. And uh, what they're doing, I think, on boats, if it's all the same family, you can be on a boat. I know he's not. they're not running any head boats. And if you... 
I don't think they're doing any charter boats. I know we shut our charters down, our striper guides. We shut them down because what the game wardens told us, if everybody on the boat is of the same family, you can do it. Okay. Well, your guide is not of that fam of your family. So basically we were breaking the law. So I says, well, we've got to do it the right way. We've got to do it the way they're asking us to do it, folks. So, uh, yeah, as soon as COVID's over, as soon as this coronavirus thing is over, we'll have trips out there and the striper fishing will be wonderful on Buchanan. So you can give us a call. Until then, follow us over on all the social media. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, that's Ken Milam Guide Service. But uh, we do have a great show. Like I said, we're going to visit with Jerry down at Deep Sea Headquarters in Port Aransas. Then we'll visit with Billy Koshin. She's out of Rockport. Then we're going to talk to Manny Martinez. Manny is, he, well, he guides on Lakes Calaveras and Braunig and Choke Canyon. So he was wanting to tell us about the big redfish they're catching out of Bronig and Calaveras and the catfish they're catching out of Choke Canyon. Everything is wonderful and everything is doing good. So, yeah, it's good. On You know, the fishing is good. So if you can get out and go fishing, do it. But, you know, do the social distancing thing. Stay away from each other. Might be a little tough if you got a 40-pound yellow cat and you need somebody to dip. Hey, dip it. No, you can't get too close to me. Uh, get the dip net. It's a big fish. But I can't get too close to you. That's what the governor said. Okay, well, let me drag it over to you. That's what we got to do, and that's what it's all about. It's all we just got to work it out and make it all work, folks. And, uh, you know, there's some things that you, we can do. Right now, far social distancing. Maybe you uh, outdoorsman, maybe you're thinking, what can we do? You got your deer lease, yeah. Got some turkey on it, yeah. It's turkey season. It's spring turkey season. Go deer lease and uh, go turkey hunting. I mean, you can do that with uh, with your son or your your grand, you know, granddad or your dad. You can go do that and have some fun in the pasture. And uh, maybe get a turkey. You ever been turkey hunting, Shannon? I have not. I've got a good friend of mine who is big into the turkey hunting. I've seen her call turkeys over with that special turkey call. It's something else. Yeah. You know, I have. I've called a lot of turkey. Hey, turkey, get over here, turkey. Turkey. Yeah, no, they don't pay no attention to me. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, people that are into turkey hunting, I mean, they are into it. You know, my son, he loves it. I'll sit there. And, uh, you know, they sit there and you know, yelp at them, and they'll gobble back at me, and, and all. they'll come in. And and I'm just, uh, when I was young, I was, my, my dad was a very avid outdoorsman, you know, hunter. And turkeys, he loved hunting turkey in spring, fall, whenever. And uh, he'd shoot him. Kenny, yeah, Daddy, you need to clean that turkey. And he'd make me pick them. I'd have to boil water, dip them in there, and then pull all the feathers off. 
Let me tell you how bad a wet turkey smells. <laughs> and that's why I'm just not a turkey hunter. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, but i tell you what. Uh, wild turkey. You, you get a wild turkey. You, I don't do them anymore. I don't pick them anymore. Daddy, he always wanted them picked. I just cut them, open that breast up, cut the skin off, open, you know, skin it, and then fillet that breast out and then slice it real thin then salt and pepper a little bit on it a little bit of garlic maybe a little lemon pepper then then dip it into egg and milk usually I use uh, buttermilk egg and a little bit of baking soda or baking powder rather or both one or the other uh, and then I will dredge that in the flour and then deep fry it Oh, let me tell you how good that is. That's pretty much the only way that I really like wild turkey. Wild turkeys, eh? they're not like eating a butterball. You know, they're not a lot of fat on them. There's not a, uh, it's just, it, well, it's a free-range bird, so uh, it's very healthy for you. But uh, I like to fry my turkey, uh, especially the breast. I'll just cut it up and make fingers out of it, to, you know, turkey breast fingers and dip them in deep fry and it's good eating very good eating and uh so you ever had fried turkey we've done fried turkey for thanksgiving That's but it, it wasn't wild turkey no it was yeah and um, oh you did the louisiana where they injected them in and uh, all of that stuff i believe that's yeah. what it was yeah. yeah uh cajun fried they're good turkey's good turkey is that good. is it's my go-to white meat yep I agree with you and it's it's turkey is probably well free range wild turkey especially is very healthy for you now if it's been in a pen and fed they've used all the antibiotics and all of the different things in there because i used to raise turkeys we raised thousands of them so i know what they feed them so but they're still very healthy uh healthier than chickens let's put it that way so uh, yeah but, uh, you know, on here, that's one thing we talk a lot about is recipes. And, and uh, you know, it's just what we got to do right now in this, you know, in, in the age that we're in now, in the world we're in now. Uh, I'm going to try to help a lot of our listeners uh, figure out how to prepare wild game, how to... Uh, maybe you have a freezer full of venison, but uh, the lady of the house, she doesn't know how to cook venison. And so it's easy. I can help you do that. And if you have any questions, y'all give us a call and I'll help you there. But uh, chicken fried venison is some of the best there is. What's good about venison, it's free range. It's, you know, wild free range meat. It's not fed everything that uh, makes it fat. It's it's free-range, grass-fed meat, and it's very, very healthy for you. And that's one of the reasons I uh, basically, if that's all I eat, is either venison, whitetail, or axes, or elk. And 
with that, and I like to talk to the guys with EWA Exotics Wildlife Association, the guys with TDA, Texas Deer Association, and uh, visit with them and uh, get recipes. And, and I know last time we had Charlie Seal on, there's more... I'm trying to think what are they called, the animals with long sweeping horns. But anyway, I'll think about it because I'm fixing to be out of time here, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Shannon says, yeah. we got to figure out how to work with each other. <laughs> so, uh, we, so, yeah. So, here in a, bit, in a little bit. But I will give you all some recipes on how to prepare axis and such as that. be a beekeeper. So I enlisted John Swan's help. John is a master beekeeper and does backyard bee education. So tune in to the Hive Jive podcast free on iHeart. Follow us on my journey and become a backyard beekeeper as well. We must have pollinators to eat. Do you like beef, fruit or vegetables? You gotta have bees then. Follow John and I on the Hive Jive beekeeping podcast on iHeart. Let's feed the world. You just never know who's going to drop in on the bottom line. Turn up your radios, folks. Nick Foles, Super Bowl 52 MVP. Love y'all. Thank y'all for having me on. This is Michael Griffin. I'm TJ Ford, and you listen to the bottom line. This is Hall of Famer Mark Henry. This is Malik Jefferson. This is Corey Reddick. Wake up with Chip Brown and Mike Harge weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Austin Sports Talk Leader, a.m. 1300 The Zone. Yo, how What up, Bloodhound Brown? Hey, man. 6 a.m. on a Monday. We're going to have a Winners and Losers Monday. Are you going to be a winner or a loser? I'm going to be a winner because I'm going to try to figure out what Gronk does in WrestleMania 36. Oh, that's what you're going to do? Yeah, man. All right, well, it's supposed to be rainy, so it's probably going to be a lot of Uno for me. (laughs) Me and the skinny legend going at it. You know what I mean? Salty? We'll get Salty's winners and losers from the weekend on Monday at 6 a.m. It's the bottom line, baby. Be safe. From the weekdays to the weekend. Oh, yeah. When it's live. We are chasing a breaking story right now. To when it's popping. We got a big deal. And it will go viral. Oh, okay. You know, we're the ones that cover it all. Go, 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 go. Yes. They're huge. Wow. So say our name. Who, me? Say my name. Austin Sports Talk Leader. AM 1300 The Zone. Are you serious? Sports with Attitude. Need your fix at home? Yes! Just say, Alexa, play AM 1300 The Zone on iHeartRadio. Okay. AM 1300 The Zone is on the free iHeartRadio app. Download it today. Welcome back to the great outdoors on Austin's Sports Talk Leader. AM 1300 The Zone. Brought to you by United Ag and Turf. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milam. We got Jerry, but uh, down at Deep Sea Headquarters, and we're going to visit with him. Jerry's going to give us a recipe on how to make kingfish taste good. (laughs) There you go, Jerry. How are you doing this morning, brother? 
I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. Wouldn't do good if we did. I got a new I producer. Know. You got to you got to visit with her a second. Yeah, what's going on there, boy? Oh, Shannon, uh, she's in here running it. Eric, uh, oh, he's just he's he's been. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's, he's part-time. He just does the baseball. So we'll wait until baseball season comes on again. Then we'll bring Eric back. And uh, Shannon says, I don't know if I want to give this up. I like talking, hunting, and fishing. Oh, well, I'm going to have to... Uh come into the studio because uh you know eric was definitely a radio guy you oh, know yeah. we couldn't have, we couldn't have put him on tv <laughs> yeah we definitely yep you're right there well how's everything on the island quiet boy i quiet. bet it is now i come up to your country a couple of days ago uh, I was going to go turkey hunting this morning, you know, mm-hmm. but man, the weather cold, ain't nasty. it? <laughs> yeah, weather got kind of nasty, and uh, so I just I came on back to the island. It was forty four when I left the house this morning, which was about oh I don't know I left the house it's somewhere around two thirty I guess. And it was 44 degrees, and when I pulled up here at the radio station, it was 44 degrees. It was 44 degrees from Lano County to Travis County. About, uh, oh, 8.30 yesterday morning, it was 68. Yeah. When I got to Port Aransas and looked at looked the weather up again, it was 47. <laughs> so from the time I left up there in the four hours or four and a half hours that took me to get here, it dropped uh, 21 degrees. Yeah, that norther had a little punch to it. When it got here, it cooled things off. And it had some uh, – we didn't get that much bad weather in Llano County. I think it built there. Now, here in Travis and Williamson, y'all got some weather yesterday, didn't you, Shannon? Some thunderstorms? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, big storms. Yeah, Almost wow. all evening. Yeah. We didn't get them up there. Now, we had a little lightning and got a little rain, I think. Probably didn't get three quarters of an inch rain altogether. Now y'all got some two and three inch rains around here. Yeah, I think it's going to continue for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Let oh, it rain. Yeah. Let it rain. <laughs> Let it rain. I was in Bandera County too, and it uh, it was I couldn't do what I wanted to because it was too wet. But I only got like a tenth of an inch before I left there. But uh, it rained some more yesterday afternoon and 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 yesterday evening. Uh, so yeah, we need it. All I can get up there in any of those places that I need the rain. Yep. Now it's starting to get pretty green in Lano County up and uh, up there. We all hunt there. And, oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty. pretty. But because but, we've had some rain, mm-hmm. but not the rain. The creeks, the creeks not running. The uh, it's got a little water in it, but it's not running. The tanks are way down. It's mm-hmm. uh, we need that big rain. 
I think we liable to get it with this one. Yeah, they were talking. I hope so. Yeah, they were talking possibly three inches with this all together. Hey. Mm-hmm. Man. What? It's quiet here. <laughs> Very quiet. But yeah. I'll tell you this right now. The the boys are they got their legs shaking. They're ready to do something. They're ready to go fishing. And uh if they do and somebody gives me a kingfish, y'all got to come down here because all them people that don't like them kingfish they don't live here. None yeah. of them live here. Yeah, I Are you frying yeah. it or are you grilling it? You know what? Uh, how much time we got? <laughs> mm, not that much. Okay. The, if, if somebody gives me a kingfish on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. here, you know, which happens pretty often, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to fillet it. I'm going to skin it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut it in little fingers like chicken you know, chicken fingers. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take it next door to the restaurant and fry it. But, but if I'm going to do it at home, it's so simple. Uh, I'm going to put it in something liquid. Mm-hmm. You know, buttermilk or, or Italian dressing mm-hmm. or some grainy, spicy mustard or something. Mm-hmm. Just something that will make the 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 cornmeal and flour stick to it and i'll have cornmeal and flour mixed together uh with you know just a little salt and pepper in it and then we're going to put it in some egg wash and then Mm -hmm. we're going to put it in some panko yep and then we're going to fry it yep but that's not what the boys want me to do they want me to brine it Mm -hmm. and smoke it Mm -hmm. Now, the way I fix it is basically the same way, only I like to take the, the, the back strap. You know, I like to ball them out. I cut them, you know, and then ball that, take that back strap out and that white meat across their backbone. And then I'll roll in a little mustard, roll it in some seasoned Zataran seasoned fish meal, and then fry Southern it. crispy. Yeah. Yep, and then cook it, and then it's... Oh, it's as good. Uh, now, I will put a little extra garlic, ground garlic, no, ground mustard and a little extra garlic into that Zatarain's. And, uh, oh, I, yeah, garlic powder, mustard powder. Yep. And, uh, and the key with uh, kingfish, which is, which is a mackerel, mm-hmm. very oily fish. Yes. So people think, oh, well, it's an oily fish. You know, it, it'll be moist. That's exactly the opposite. Yeah, as soon as it floats, if take it out. If you overcook it, or it, it's like a yep. salmon. Yep. The same thing, oily fish. You cannot overcook it. you got to be careful with it. But uh, the boys here, they, if they get a kingfish, they bring it They bring it up there. They knock on the door, back door of the store, and they motion me out and say, here you go. <laughs> Might work your magic, which means they want me to smoke it. Yep. And... Uh, I say, you want it soft or you want jerky? Right. Oh, we want jerky. Yeah, they yeah. like king. They like fish jerky. Mm-hmm. And I take a cup of sugar and two cups, uh, a cup of salt, kosher salt, two cups of brown sugar, and I dry rub it just like I would uh, my uh, my pork bellies. Dry rub it, mm-hmm. and uh, I have used a, a 
you know, a, a brine solution. But if you dry rub it, it makes its own brine because right. it, it right. uh, pulls that moisture out of the kingfish. Mm-hmm. If you want to do the jerky like these boys like, I'll, I'd leave it in the brine for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. If, and, and when you take it out, you rinse it real good, and you put it on the smoker, cold smoke, as, as tiny a fire as you can get because you want that smoke, but you don't want the fish to get, you know, too. Right. But if you want to, if you want to, the way I kind of like it, uh, a really soft smoked fish, mm-hmm. uh, I only brine it for like overnight, maybe eight hours. Right. Because it doesn't pull so much moisture out of it. But still, you got to cold smoke it, real cold smoke, just like you do with a pork belly. And uh, and I, I'm talking about that's some that's like fish candy. That's oh, some heck good yeah. stuff. Guess what? Chico Chico would eat it all. Oh, as, even we got a new producer and she's still gonna play the music. She's playing music right over the top of it. She said he's talking too much. I swear. And she's going. That guy doesn't ever stop talking. <laughs> okay. Tell him how to find you. Call me to, you. You gonna call me tomorrow? Yes, sir. We will. We'll talk about fishing or something. I don't know. We'll think of something. Uh, Hey folks, I'm, I've got the phone. We're 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 not open. The store's not open, but I can I can get you signed up for some summertime fishing. Give me a call. It's three six one seven four nine five five nine seven. This is Jerry at Deep Sea Headquarters here in Port Aransas. I know you can't come down, but you're gonna be able to come down eventually. Give me a call. Appreciate it, brother. You bet. Thank you. Lightning started flashing. Thunder started flashing. Welcome back to the great outdoors on Austin Sports Talk Leader, AM 1300 The Zone. Brought to you by United Ag and Turf. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milam. Hey, family. Well, we didn't find Billy Koshin. So, uh, y'all want to jump in? And we'll visit a little bit. But, uh, uh, John, I did get hold of uh, Representative Temple. i talk about Dunlop. And, again, yeah, same thing. Oh, let's uh, let's get back to that after we get this COVID-19 done. I said, okay, that's fine. But uh, they, are, they he assured me they are working on it. and But this... Uh, it's pandemic. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of taking the uh, uh, it's ahead of everything else. So uh, yeah, uh, they're kind of working on that. But uh, you know what's bad about the coast? Jerry didn't talk about it. You notice that we didn't talk a whole lot about fishing when we was visiting with Jerry just a little bit ago down at Deep Sea Headquarters. It's because they've shut the boats down. Uh, they told them, okay, uh, only way a boat can be on the water is you have family. If it's all family, it's on the boat, that's fine. Well, you, a guide can't be that way because guide is uh, the person taking everybody fishing to see to it that he they're having a good time on the water. They're not part of the family. Now, if they are, that's good, you know, but he ain't going to be getting paid if he's taking family. I've been there too many times, I know. And so, uh, yeah, that's what's going on down there. Uh, 
I have reached out to Greg Stuns, Professor Greg Stuns, and uh, Dr. Stuns says, Ken, yes, we're going to talk about this. The one thing that this is doing, you know, people not being on the water, not going out catching fish, as many fish, well, consequently, when this is all over with, we're going to have more fish, we're going to have bigger fish in the Gulf and in the bays and, of course, in fresh water because they're still going to eat. They're going to be out there, ch- you know, fresh water. The, the large bass are going to be chasing the bait fish and, uh, you know, in the salt water, same thing there. Your redfish and your trout, they're going to be chasing, you know, croakers and and piggy perch and all that kind of stuff and they'll be eating baby crabs so kind of the same there and so yeah that's what it's all about so uh yeah you never know if it'll all get good it'll be good fishing and and uh consequently we'll have uh plenty of fish to catch and we'll have plenty of big fish to catch so and we got a caller now. Hey, John, how you doing this morning, brother? Hey, John. There you are. There I am. <laughs> we got Shannon in there. She, she says, Ken, I, I'm not sure how this is working with WAI. I said, oh, we'll make it work. <laughs> how are you doing this morning, brother? Well, I'm just wishing I was uh, in a an older country than than we have right now um or uh, i don't know how to put it it's it's awful it's awful hard trying to comprehend this when you're 72 years old and you've seen what i've seen uh but um uh, i just caught what you were uh, saying about smoking the fish and uh i uh i liked hearing that the only thing i can tell you that's changed is that there's one less gasper goo in in the <laughs> river below the dam and he weighed about 15 pounds you know big gasper goo's not bad eating it uh they grilled it and it was pretty good yeah they ain't bad eating a gasper goo and a big ugly a black drum are basically the same thing right but um i have one more observation okay and um, since the governor has been on so much lately, mm-hmm. I've been recognizing something familiar about his his voice and his uh, intonation and everything. And you know what? He sounds like Jack Hanna. <laughs> okay. I hadn't quite ever caught that, but you might be, yeah. <laughs> so if he comes out with a monkey on his shoulder, we, we, we're not going to be surprised? He's got a monkey on his yeah, back. Don't he right now? Yeah, he's got a monkey on his back. You're right. <laughs> it's called COVID. Yeah. We're we're still on hold for the lake. Yeah. But that seems that seems inconsequential now. Um uh, I just pray for our country and um our president and for everybody to do the right thing and um and we'll get back and we'll be able to get out on the boat with Yep. Other people other than our family. Yep. We will. And keep 
keep fishing. I know I am. Oh, us too, John. And we'll pray for you, John. Don't you ever worry. That's one thing that this is doing. It's making us more of a family. Everybody is, they're saying, yeah, maybe... Yeah, maybe we ought to take care of the neighbor. Maybe we ought to go over and see him for a second. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, just see how they're doing. It, have you noticed that it's it's more kind of people just being friendlier? Absolutely. I ran into a fellow at Walmart in Gonzales. He pulled in in a big black Mustang, and boy, he had his jam box going and i said Ooh, you're really jamming over there and he said yes sir i don't listen to anything but gospel music we got to talking he was a black preacher from houston oh heck <laughs> and uh, i said what are they throwing all them preachers in houston for he said they they don't want them preaching the gospel he says they don't know who they're messing with they're messing with that's it yep yep <laughs> well john Qu- uh-huh. Quick anger. I'll let you go. John, our prayers are with you. Just stay on get it all taken care of, including Lake Dunlop. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, that's uh, one of our regulars. He he helps us with uh, Lake Dunlop and, uh, and some other stuff. So, yeah, that's what we're here for. If y'all want to, you know, voice something, let us know. Let us know, because if you need to get something off your chest, let us know. 877-366-5483. Here in a minute, we're going to visit with Manny Martinez, find out what's happening on Choke Canyon, or, or can, yeah, Choke Canyon and Calaveras and Brawnig. So here in a minute, I see, nope, Shannon hadn't pointed at me. She says, no, we got a few more seconds, Ken. <laughs> she says, we got a minute. So. If y'all want to get, you know, if you want to go to Choke, Manny's going to tell you where you can go catch you a bunch of catfish and put you some jug lines out. Or if you want to catch some redfish on Bronig or Calaveras, well, Manny's going to tell you how to do that. He'll be on here in just a little bit. Manny's been guiding on that lake a long time on those lakes. 
and he catches a bunch of fish. Let me tell you, I know because he sends me pictures all the time. I want to go. So, I think we got to get out of here. Is that right, Shannon? Yep, we got to get out of here. Family, we'll see y'all on the other side. Stick around. And family, our southern family, we'll see y'all next Saturday. Welcome back to the great outdoors on Austin Sports Talk Leader, AM 1300 The Zone. Brought to you by United Ag and Turf. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milam. <laughs> hey folks, we got Manny Martinez on the phone right now. Manny is one of the premier guides of Lake Calaveras and Braunig and Choke Canyon. He says he catches some big old redfish on Braunig and Calaveras, and he's been catching a bunch of catfish on Choke Canyon, and, and just everything's been wonderful, and the fishing's good this spring. And now he does want, he says, y'all give him a call if you, you know, need some pointers on how to catch some fish or such as that, or maybe you may need to book a trip in the near future. So give him a holler. Everything's kind of, uh, with this COVID and coronavirus, everything's kind of up in the air right now. So don't want to get nobody in trouble. So, yeah, that's where it's at right now. Good morning, brother. How you doing? Good morning, Ken. How you doing this morning? Can't complain. Great Wouldn't be good if we did. <laughs> yes. Uh, the uh, reports out of Bronick and Calaveras, water temperatures the last time were about uh, 74 to 80 degrees, but, uh, most likely it's going to change with this. Lots of weather, a lot of rain coming towards us at this time. Uh, great fishing uh, the last time we were up there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, variety of colors. Uh, now is the time we can talk about colors and the uh, jig heads, uh, the, the downriggers, mm -hmm. the Lawrence, uh, uh that, that I'm uh, uh, very... Uh, happy with uh, using all this uh, equipment, but uh, variety of colors. The last trips that we uh, had a little back ago, uh, colors. The variety of colors can be just by any color: uh, chartreuse, white with a yellow tail, and um, or any, any color. You, you just got to play with the colors at this time. Mm -hmm. In the future, as it gets hotter and in this uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, uh, goes away. And of course, I listened to you much earlier. You are right. Uh, give it time. Uh, the fish are going to be there forever. You know, they're oh, going to yeah. be there for for, for forever. There, uh, Ken. But uh, going to Choke Canyon now. Choke is, of course, explosive too. Uh, of course, your catfish, your blue, your yellow, and your uh, channel catfish, all over the lake. Of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, one one thing about Choke Canyon. You don't need to go far. You can go almost anywhere, you know, fish off the bank mm -hmm. with your family. Uh, of course, the uh, number one uh, thing that I love is using big marbs as cheese bait, which mm -hmm. is a good little cheese bait. And uh, it's, it's been doing excellent. But uh, almost anywhere, Choke Canyon, you guys want to relax a little one with your family out on the bank. You know, they're all over. Now, black bass is excellent at Choke Canyon mm -hmm. at this time. All over the bank, you you have it. It's uh, the green grass, the moss is all over. The water temperature the uh, last time I was there was about seventy three, and Perfect. of course, those are the spots at Choke Canyon right now. All over the bank, 
plenty of malls, and uh, I do believe the park is open, but to a certain extent, uh, they they shut down a lot of activities where you can play with the, you know, for the kiddos and the troll right, parks. Right. But anyway, it, it is it is it is excellent fishing all over the bank. Uh, same thing with uh, Bronick and Calaveras, but uh, we got to take care of ourselves, Ken. This is a little. See, this is a little bad virus here. This is not a good one. It's no, not it's not a good with. one at all. I mean, that's one thing we got to do is take care of ourselves. And, you know, what uh, we were told that is if everybody's in the same family in the boat, that's fine. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, I know uh, what I've been telling everybody to do is call us if you want some pointers on how to you know fish the lake and such as that and or if you need to book some trips in the near future when all this is over and that's what i'm going to tell them about you and and you can always visit with them and see what's going on yeah sure yeah yeah and, and the, here's another thing that a lot of people can do you know like they're saying stay at home which is true mm-hmm. and uh of course i go and do my maintenance on my boat i'm very mm-hmm. careful uh and uh you know Give it a tune-up. Uh, yeah. Look at look at your props. See if you don't have no line. Uh, polish it. You know, do think uh, uh, there's plenty of things to do with that uh, boat being parked uh, right now. But uh, you know, it's, it's it's better to be like you said, Milo, to be safe and yep. uh, you know wait 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 till we can just get over this uh, this little nasty uh, uh, bug that's going around. But uh, otherwise, you can fish off the bank. Uh, play it safe. I do believe that the uh, parks will be closed next week, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Easter mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. Uh, on our side, which is great to keep everybody safe and all, you know, all the et cetera that they need to do with this. But uh, otherwise, you can bank fish almost anywhere and choke back to choke. But uh, any worm, any color, uh, just keep on trying. Uh, catfishing, uh, uh, you can use shad, shrimp. And uh, Marvin cheese, uh, big Marvin mm-hmm. cheese bait. But uh, otherwise, let's play, like you said, let's play it safe, and uh, we look for the hot summer, which is going to be a, uh, I predict, a good hot one. I know that kill this virus. When that water gets hot on Brownigan Calaveras, that's when you start catching the big redfish. Well, Lake Calaveras exactly. Lake Calaveras and Brownigan, when they get their water temperature. Uh, 95 to 100. I seen it one time. I live 115 in the back. Good area. gosh! <laughs> they were cooked. Believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> them fish go crazy. Uh, look for top water action in the hot summer. You will see a lot of that in the uh, Bronick and Calaveras, and uh, you know. But like I said, uh, let, let's let's be safe. Yep. Play safe, and and then uh, you know. It, the best is the best for all of us, you know, and, and have good faith and look upstairs. Well, tell them but, how, uh, otherwise. Well, tell them how to find you. Uh, okay, you can visit my website. I am posting a lot on Instagram and giving colors and heads up, uh, you know, what color to uh, use in spoons and, and uh, all the rest. You can find me at fishingwithmanny.com for all the information for future trips. And, of course, you can go to Instagram our uh, Facebook, and, and, and I'm giving a lot of heads up, you know, what's going on and, and uh, what color and what things, variety of things to do, you know, off the bank. Yep. Yeah, uh, the number is 210-386-6695. Fishing you have with a good Manny. One, you take care. Appreciate it, brother. Take care. Have a good one. Have Bye-bye. a good one. Thank you. 
Hey, family, we're fixing to have to get out of here. We're going to lose our southern family. Y'all come on over on your free iHeart app and follow us another two hours on AM 1300 The Zone. So, family, we'll see you next Saturday. Same bat channel, same bat place. Looking forward to it. Y'all be good and be safe. Safe and healthy. That's what it's all about. See y'all on the other side, family. <laughs> hey, family. Well, here we are. We're back on the AM 1300 The Zone. We got some def. We got changes around here, too. Shannon, now, Shannon, you're usually on here uh, Monday through Friday. That's right. With Chip and Harge. Yes, sir. The bottom line. On the bottom line. Well, they says, Shannon, you're just going to have to be up here seven days a week. Yeah, that's all right, though. <laughs> it's crazy times we're in. I'm happy to do what I can. Well, and that's what we all have to do. We got to do what we can to keep everybody safe and healthy. And and uh, the less people that are up here is what they're saying. And that's, uh, I bet you it looks like a ghost town around here during the day. Oh, yeah. There's no one here. There's no salespeople here. No. There's none of the office staff up there. That's the weird thing because it's always kind of a desert land when you get here this early in the morning, but around. 8.30, you expect yeah. people to start trickling in. You see them through our little zone studio window, but it's just not happening anymore. Wow. Well, you know, it's the governor saying, let's uh, let's all stay home. Let's distance. Let's do social distancing. And that's a whole lot of what we're going to be talking about today, uh, this morning. Uh, Kimry's going to come on. And yesterday I asked Kimry, I said, Kimry, what I want you to talk about, you have the expedition school, yeah? I says, you work with a lot of uh, our young folk, yeah. I says, that's what I want to talk about. Let's talk about how can we stay, keep ourselves busy. How can we, maybe moms and dads uh, have the kids at home. They're not going to school. How can they stay sane? (laughs) There's no summer camps like they typically do (laughs) in the summertime. (laughs) Just send them away. That's it. I mean, maybe we're going to have to do summer camp in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All that pollen's falling down. Somebody's got to pick it up. Ain't that the truth? Has your car been green here lately? I just moved into a new house, and it has a garage. I've never had a garage. Oh, you got a, so, green, you got a garage? Uh, yeah, so I'm. Uh, it's not that bad right now, which is good. I have a dark car, so that green really shows when oh, it yeah. appears. Mine's white, and it shows on it, too. But uh, now... Now, now I gotta ask you something. You got a garage. Now, you shut the door at night. Shut the garage door. Mm-hmm. And is it heated in there? I don't know. I don't believe so. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, I've always been a fishing guy. I've been a fishing guide since 1981, and I've noticed that people that come from Austin, you know, they'll they'll show up like I'm dressed this morning. Right. You know, shorts and a t-shirt, and uh, they get out and. They get out up there in Lano and, brr, it's cold. Well, yeah, it's cold. Didn't you notice that when you stepped outside? No, we got a garage. Oh, it wasn't cold in the garage. Oh, oh I'm, I'm not that fancy. My, my garage feels like outside. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I always wondered, well, is it, are they heated? I don't know, but so, uh, yeah, it was a They're windproof. Folk. I know that. They are uh, windproof. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's 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 true. And I guess there probably is a little bit of shielding there, so yeah. But there's a lot of people showed up dressed in shorts and, and T-shirt and didn't bring them a jacket because they just walked out of the house into the garage, got in the car, started it up, or opened the door, started it up, backed out, and come to, to the lake. And I'm sitting there, okay, hey, y'all going to be cold. Okay, I'll tell you what, I got jackets in here. Y'all put the jackets on. So I always carried rain gear, and I carried uh, foul weather or, or cold weather gear. I always had it for the people if they needed it. So that's something that we've always done. Uh, if y'all want to go stripe, well, we're not going striper fishing yet. Uh, we have done just like the governor asked us. Uh, we are doing the social distancing thing. It's kind of hard to social distance in a boat. So uh, what the game wardens told us, if everybody is of the same household, you can go fit, you can go out in a boat. So with a guide service, well, you're not going to be of the household that they're, everybody's from. So we just. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's an it's a alarm weather, on my phone. More weather emergencies coming through? Yeah, I guess I'm heading. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I hadn't looked and saw what it was, but... Uh, uh, New Bronzeville's Texas Whitefin. Social media alert. Anyway, I imagine everybody's phone went off. But uh, yeah, I put that on 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 uh, on uh, uh, vibrate. But uh, yeah, I guess everybody's phone probably went off. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened to me. But uh, there is a white female in New Bronzeville's. Uh, something's going on there. It's an amber alert. I don't know what's going on. Y'all check it out. But, uh, no, on Lake Buchanan with uh, the stripers are doing good. I mean, they're doing really good. If y'all want to get out, you can catch them off the bank. White bass. Now, this cold front, I'm going to say this cold front is going to kind of knock the shad back a little bit. Uh, the thread fin shad won't be running the banks near like they were last week because the water's cooled down. When it gets cold in the night, that's when it cools off. So, but give it a day or two, let it warm up again. Yep, everything will be back to normal. The thread fin shad have been running on the banks. The, the, the white bass have been chasing them. Hybrid's been in there. Stripers have been in there. Find where the thread fin shad are running and you can catch a bunch of fish. And uh, it's been good on Buchanan. Crappie are almost there. Crappie are in four to five foot of water. Catching them on a chartreuse jig with a pink head. Uh, eighth ounce or six thirty second or something. A little sixteen ounce. Little bitty jig. Just throwing it out there and just working it back slow. Uh, crappie have been pretty good in four to five foot of water. I'm going to say if we have... 
a week of warm nights and warm days, the crappie will be in that two to three foot of water. They're going to be right up on the banks. Here in a little bit, the next hour, I'm going to have Bob Lusk. And all y'all know who Bob Lusk is, Pond Boss. Well, Bob and I are going to talk about well, what are we going to be doing with the ponds and the tanks and such as that. We had all of this rain, you know, I asked Bob, okay, Bob, what do we need to be doing in the spring? How do we need to be getting ready? Maybe somebody just had them a new new big pond built, or maybe they want to have a pond built. Uh, who can they get hold of? And, of course, uh, you know, be pond boss. You know, Bob will come help you with building a pond and stocking it. But he has so many different guys in this area. He'll probably just say, well, why don't you get hold of Jerry? Jerry's going to tell you how to do this and then, but uh, you know that's what he does. Uh, he he has a lot of lot of people that work with him and and along with him, and uh, that's you know he's going to tell you how to take care of a pond or a tank, how to get you some big bass or big catfish or or maybe you want grow bluegill or brim he'll tell, tell you how to do that so that's what he does and uh, he'll be on in next hour but here in a minute like i said we're going to have kimry duda with the expedition school and kimry's going to kind of we're going to talk a little bit about what do we need how do we need to keep our how do we need to keep our kids busy they're out of school mom and dads are at home Everybody's on each other's nerves. Maybe we need to kind of act like a family again. A lot of people, you know, they kind of lost that. Uh, you know, everybody sit down at the dining room table and eat and visit. Instead of, well, Daddy, he sits at the table. Mama goes in the, in the living room, watches TV, and all the kids go to their bedroom and watch TV and eat lunch, eat dinner there. Let's be a family again. Let's learn how to do this. This COVID's going to change the world, and a lot it's going to change the world to probably a, a good place, but it's, it's just going to bring us in as a family a lot closer, and that's what it's all about. And so I know we got to – we'll catch you a caller. We'll catch you on the other side. Don't worry. We'll get you on. Here in a minute, we're going to – like I said, we'll visit with Kimry and uh, – Oh, tomorrow, Sam Kaufman. Sam Kaufman, thehumanpath.com. Sam will be with us tomorrow, and uh, it'll be fun. Sam's going to tell us all about what we need to be doing, how to keep ourselves healthy in this world of COVID-19. So, yeah. So, uh, I think we're fixing to have to get out of here, family. So, family... We'll see y'all on the other side. We're going to visit with Kimry Duda, Expedition School. See you in just a bit, family. Y'all be good. Welcome back to the great outdoors on Austin Sports Talk Leader, AM 1300 The Zone. Brought to you by United Ag and Turf. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milam. <laughs> well, it's Kimry. It's coming now. <laughs> hey, folks, if y'all want to ever get hold of Kimry, it's Kimry at expeditionschool.com. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? 
Hey, good morning, Ken. Wonderful. I'm just watching this big thunderstorm roll through here in Austin, Texas. Is there a thunderstorm out there? You know, oh, we're, we're, we're locked in in the studio, so we can't see anything. You know, I've been gifted. I think it's all the years I spent guiding outside that, you know, there's something inside me that just has to go outside when the weather changes. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite things to do is just be outside right before the storm hits. Oh, yeah. I love to watch the lightning. But now... You know, uh, uh, Steph, uh, uh, imagine they're sitting there looking at us like, y'all know you shouldn't be outside if it's lightning. I know, but yeah, but, you know, it, they're so gorgeous to watch, watch a storm come in. And I've always said if when I build a house, I'm going to build it on top of a hill out in Llano County and then have everything facing the where I can walk up there and just walk around and watch the storms come in. Yes, I mean, I've been blessed to grow up with porches, mm -hmm. whether it's a mm -hmm. front porch or a back porch. Or, and so I'm always safely outside watching these yep. storms roll in. You know, there's only occasion where I'm unsafe because some of these storms, you know, and we professional guides know it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, we can have all the forecasting models and trends and know our, our weather patterns like the back of our hand locally. But there are these errant storms that come up and sometimes you're just you're just caught in it uh but this one this morning i had my hot cup of coffee my my wool sweater on because of the cold front That's that cool. did last night yeah. and uh was just sipping coffee watching the lightning and listening to the thunder and, <laughs> and the rain on the tin roof it's just nothing like it ain't nothing like that now one thing I want to ask you I know you work with a lot of young people and me and Shannon was talking and she says well are they going to have summer school in the backyard so I'm sitting there you know that's a good idea we're going to we're going to ask Kimry tell us how to have summer school in the backyard how are we going to keep our our kids uh busy and and not you know how are we going to keep everybody from getting on each other's nerves Kimry well, it's a great question. I was a kid that grew up in the 70s and grew up in the 70s, meaning uh, there was no technology. And I grew up in small town Iowa where the entire community knew one another. Mm -hmm. um, Iowa, we have the best soil. Uh, there's so many wonderful herbs and vegetables grown in that Iowa soil. And you know, we we spent so much time outside that we were never inside. And with that came just educational opportunities galore. So interestingly, now we are becoming quite resourceful with the tools that we have to really educate our kids on many different levels and there's so many wonderful resources out there one of the things that we did here at the expedition school to pivot from the model that we currently were working with which was experiential outdoor education where we are strong believers in hands-on field experiences with the students getting their their hands dirty and species identification you know, understanding the ecosystems, the ecology, the environment, all of it. And now 
that were not face-to-face interacting with those students who've taken the face-to-face online. So now we're offering custom-built curriculums for outdoor education online at expeditionschool.com. And then we're also offering safety courses online. So to blended learning style or hybrid or you'll attend a lecture with us with a live instructor via Zoom. And we've got those course listings and dates and times. And then we've got a 90-day period where we'll come to you and work with you on your skills, the scenarios, and the exam. And so if you're looking for a safety course or some help with outdoor educational curriculum, come, come see us. Come talk to me at the expedition school. Now, if, if you're doing it a DIY or do-it-yourself, wow, there's so many resources out there that you can interact with. Uh, the national park system, your local park system, I mean, there's some several foundations that are out there that are, that are still answering calls and providing interactives. I just got a push out by National Geographic, who's got some really wonderful ideas for families and teachers to utilize, to implement at home. So I think because we have the Internet, there's so many opportunities. And whether it's educational curriculum or cooking mm-hmm. <laughs> or or you name it, I mean, the world is literally at our oyster. And what's interesting, Ken, is that all this stuff existed before. Yep. Now we just have the time, the time to access it. And, and there's so much being offered right now in support of us getting through this together. And that's what it's all about. It's us getting through this together. Now, you know, I'm glad you mentioned parks because a lot of the local parks, the city parks and the LCRA parks and the county parks are closed due to COVID. You know, they're, they're, but we're going to have Aaron on with Texas Parks and Wildlife the next couple of segments. And she's going to talk about what parks, what state parks are open and what's closed, and she basically said, Ken, it's the uh, visitor centers that are open, or that are closed due to COVID, so basically the parks are there, uh, but I'm going to let her tell you all about it, but she'll be on in the next segment, next two segments, and, but, uh, you know, I wanted to and- bring out that about what's, what people can do, since a lot of our parks are our, our, our city and County and LCRA parks are closed. Texas Parks and Wildlife, they're still open. Some of the Texas state uh, parks are open. And I'm really looking forward to listening to Aaron and and hearing what Texas Parks and Wildlife Department has provided for us, the public. And we're just recommending at the Expedition School that you you make sure that you you go online and Mm -hmm. you check which parks are open Mm -hmm. That includes national parks all the way down to the municipal parks. Because, you know, one of the things that is clear is that we are all in this together. And we have the tools to slow this virus and to flatten the virus. And by utilizing those tools of social distancing and by wearing, now the Centers for Disease Control is advocating to wear a mask out in public, Mm -hmm. wash those hands, and then if you're sick, Call those hotlines that are set up locally in your your town or see a medical professional because we are doing the contact tracing. 
And while this is all going on, we want you to continue being a great advocate uh, for your own health. Yep. And in, it's not stuck at home, it's safe at home. Yep. And it's not, wow, this is closed. Well, let's create an opening. I'm seeing some really wonderful reports of families camping in their yards. Yep. And I love it. You know, it's, it's as long so as much to do back the, there. So much to do. I mean, and it's really amazing, too, to see how the environment is rebounding you know we're fixing to be out of time here so what i want to do is i want you to come back on and let's talk just about that what are we doing in the backyard do we go camping in the backyard do we cook with uh, dutch ovens in the backyard yes let's talk about that tomorrow excited ken always a pleasure tell them how to find you at the expedition school I'm Kimmery and my incredible team at the Expedition School, www.expeditionschool.com. We'll see you soon. Thank you all, and thank you for helping us slow this thing down. We're in it together, and stay positive, everybody. We're going to get through it. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks. <laughs> hey, family, y'all stick around. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Got to let the station make a little money. See y'all in a bit. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We'll be talking to Aaron. Takes a parts and while. I'll see you in a bit. Welcome back to the great outdoors on Austin Sports Talk Leader, AM 1300 The Zone. Brought to you by United Ag and Turp. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milam. <laughs> hey folks, we got Aaron on... And now we're going to talk about the party that you can have in our state parks. That's right. In this, in this time of COVID, we can go to the parks. Good morning, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Can't complain. Wouldn't do any good if we did. You know, I'm so glad you, that you had the chance to come on with us this morning and talk about, you know, what... Our families need to, you know, now that a lot of the city parks, the state, you know, county parks, our county parks, our LCRA parks are closed. It surprised me that all of the state, so many state parks that are local that are open. So our families, our listeners have places to go and and get out and go have fun. and, And it's our state parks. And we have 93 of them, is that, or 92? We have uh, 89 of them right now. 89, okay. Yep, and most of them are still open. So it's we want to be able to provide people a chance to go and get that outdoor recreation and get to decompress from all the, all the cabin fever. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and and being cooped up together, everybody in the same house. Well, this way they can go out and then go to uh, Palmetto State Park down by Lockhart. And, you know, that's one crazy park. You drive into it, you're in, you're in Mesquite Flats, then all of a sudden you wind up in this, 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 all the palmetto trees growing, all the, all the, 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 the ferns and everything. It looks like you went to the Jurassic Park area. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's, it's really quite a cool park. Yes. Because of all the palmetto palms mm-hmm. there. And then they've got some really nice trails, and it's right along a big river. And sometimes, if you're lucky, you can go and see the otters in the river, mm-hmm. which is always sort of a pleasant surprise when you're out there. Yeah, that that one's open, and then you got Bastrop, and you got um, Lockhart is open. So there's quite a few in that area that are still open. Is Inks Lake? And Inks Lake is still open. Yeah, that park is going great, and it's really nice there at the park right now because right. all the wildflowers are blue. Oh, yeah, the so blue bonnets like are crazy, a... yes. Oh, yeah, it is like a carpet of color everywhere. Yes. It is just beautiful, especially with those red rocks, mm-hmm. with the bright blues and purples and oranges of the flowers coming out. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a spectacular painting everywhere you look. Yeah, that Park Road Forward, folks, Park Road Forward, that you'll you'll either come off of uh, 1341 or 13, 1431 uh, off of the road between that goes between Kingsland and and uh, Marble Falls. You turn off of it and and you can go towards well, you <laughs> you're going to Park Road Forward is where you headed, and then you can turn then <laughs> you go to 29. And the blue bonnets and the paintbrushes and all the wildflowers, it's crazy. Then as you get into the park, all the blue bonnets and this rain is just gonna make them so much prettier. Oh yeah. It's it's a good time at the park and a couple of years ago there was a wildfire mm-hmm. and so the areas where the wildflower is is like blue bonnet capital right oh, yeah. now. Because they just they are loving that ground right now. It's full of nutrients, and there's not a lot of uh, medium to high uh, foliage. Mm-hmm. So you're getting to see a lot of, there's like an undeterred view of all the flowers. Yep. It's looking great. Now, when you're in the park and you want to go fishing, you can just go fishing as long as you stay in the park and you don't have to have a fishing license, I believe is right. Yep, that is 100% true. As long as your feet are on the ground or the body of water is in compliance, lands, mm-hmm. you don't need a fishing permit. So there you go, folks. You can go fishing while you're there at Inks Lake State Park. And uh, they haven't built the tank or the pond back on Bastrop, have they? The, the dam that blew out in the flood? No, that, no, that one's still gone, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, I know I had a bunch of people that would, they were fly fishermen, and they would go out there and fly fish that, and they, they've asked me several times, says, Ken, have they opened that, have they built that dam back? I said, I don't think so, but I will find out from Aaron. So, John, no, they haven't built it back. So, uh, no, but unfortunately not. In time, maybe, with what we've done with Prop 5, with 
Proposition 5 coming around, our state parks are going to have a lot more money to do things with. And that's so wonderful that the, 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 our citizens of Texas voted Prop 5 in like they did. I mean, it, it was a landslide. Yeah, it is just truly heartwarming to know that people are so passionate and so supportive of their state parks. And it just feels amazing to know that we have the back, that state parks has the support of the Texas public and the Texas public wants state parks to thrive and be there present and into the future. Yep. And, and we are so excited to be able to provide those outdoor opportunities for the public. Yeah, and you know, folks, it's going to take a while to 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 start utilizing this. They, they've got to look at everything. Okay, yeah, that that one needs some new bathrooms. We need we're going to have to work on that. So it may be a year or so before we really see a lot of what needs to be done start happening, but it will happen. I assure you, because uh, I've been assured it would. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> so, so true. And one of the one of the nice things, one of the really like important things that came from Prop 5 is now we can do long-term planning, which we're so excited about because it does. It takes a while to get some construction projects going. Um, it can't, it's hard to build a park in two years. Mm-hmm. And when you're funded every two years and you don't know what's going to happen in three years, if you're going to be able to get full funding or if something's going to come up, it's hard to plan a park opening or it's hard to plan a big new facility. So now that we have a stabilized funding, it's going to make planning such a easier, easier process. Yep. Now I got some questions. I know yes. at that, you got me thinking. I remember when we first got big Bend state park. Uh, it was a natural area, and uh, it was a, and now it's a state park and a huge one at that. Oh yeah, it's over half of the state park property is in Big Bend. Yeah, I mean it's huge, folks, and it's it's open, right? Yeah, it is open. Okay. So uh, the, yeah, there, <laughs> there a are a great some... opportunity to practice social distancing. Right, and now a lot of your parks, any of them that have the recreational centers or the visitor centers, they're all closed, right? Yeah, currently the visitor centers are uh, closed right now, and that is to help limit the interaction between the public and the staff and to respect social distancing protocols. And as part of that, we've also moved all purchasing online. So if you want to do day entry or you want to do an overnight reservation, you have to do it online. And when they go online, they can also find out if they want to go to one of the parks, they can check and make sure it's open too, right? Yes. So online and on a reservation system, if it's no longer accepting reservations because of it's having to close due to safety concerns, mm-hmm. our ability to provide uh, resources, um, it will not show up as an option to reserve those sites. The other one is on our main webpage. You can go and there is a map that shows all the parks that are closed and all the parks that have like limited service. So the limited service ones will have like a little star on them. 
And those limited services could be like with uh, Cap Rock Canyon, they've closed their trailway. Mm-hmm. Or with uh, Inks Lake, they do a revolving bathroom opening. So they have bathrooms open, but only one is open per day, and they change which one each time. So that way they can they conserve conserve resources for cleaning, and help make sure those staff is able to keep those up with CDC guidelines. Okay, so I can see that now on say the local parks. If uh, if somebody wanted to go and spend a day at a park like Enchanted Rock. Where would they go and find out where, if that park is open? What's the website? So it would just be texasstateparks.gov. Okay, and then just Enchanted Rock or, or just go .gov and it, it'll have all the list of the parks that and tell what's going on at each one? Yes. Oh. Or you could also go to the individual, like, Inks Lake State Park webpage. And there'll be an alert that tells you whether or not the park is open. You know, I think, Aaron, I think we're going to need to talk to you a little bit more about on the other side of this. So we're going to have to break here and make some money. Let the station make a little (laughs) money. So stick around. Folks, if you want to give Aaron, talk to Aaron about a state park, give us a call. Tell Shannon what you want to talk about, and she'll pass it on. And that number is 512-390-5483. We'll see you all on the other side. We're talking with Aaron at Texas Parks and Wildlife. We're talking parks. See you all on the other side. Welcome back to the great outdoors on Austin Sports Talk Leader, AM 1300 The Zone. Brought to you by United Ag and Turf. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milam. <laughs> hey folks, we've got Aaron with Texas Parks and Wildlife on the phone. If y'all have any questions, give us a call. Just tell Shannon what you want to visit about with her, and we'll pass it on. But, Aaron, right now, and this, uh, how are you doing this morning, by the way, ma'am? I'm doing good. Right now. a nice little drizzly morning. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of nasty out there. We just told, and I walked out, and I could hear it raining on the roof, so yeah. But... In this time of COVID-19 and everybody staying at home, you know, they're working at home and the schools are closed and the kids are home. And this is a perfect time for people to be thinking about, well, maybe I need to get a park pass and maybe I ought to go utilize some of these parks. And instead of staying in the apartment not a, they don't have a backyard and you can't go use the city parks and and you can't go use the lcra parks or the county parks but our state parks are open but this would be a perfect time to get a pass and use some of our 89 wonderful parks that we have oh yeah this would be a great time for it with the pass you get a waived entry and you get a 50% off of your second night of camping per camping trip. So it's a great way to help make going outdoors a little bit more affordable during this time. So that way you and your family can go and it's only $70. And, and so that way you can go every day and make it affordable. 
And what's wonderful about our state parks, folks, is unlike a lot of the other states, okay, so you want to go to the coast. You want to go sit and, and watch the waves wash in on the beach. What, would that, what park would that be, Erin? That would be uh, Mustang Island in Seabrim State Park. So Mustang is down near Corpus Christi, and Seabrim is just a little north of Houston. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this that'd be wonderful. I mean, that's what you can do. We have we have parks everywhere. We got a caller, Sharon, Shannon? And what you got? Uh, Daryl kind of missed the uh, talk about Enchanted Rock. He wanted to know if it's open and if there's a permit required. So, Aaron? Well, yes, Enchanted Rock is still open, and you do need a day entry permit to get in. And you can go on to our online reservation system and go ahead and reserve that pass. There you go. There you go. So, yeah. Yep. And uh, now, Enchanted Rock's that park that sometimes gets so busy they close down. So. Oh, yeah. It's a popular park. Oh, it's very popular. And, uh, and I mean, when you go down 16 and there's a sign there, it says, okay, turn your, turn your dial of your radio to AM radio to this channel and listen to what's going on at the parks. And I'm sitting there. Wow. And it's telling you, okay, yeah, it's full right now. And da, da, da. So can they see that online too? Or, or when, once you get a pass, does that pass get you in, or does it just get you in the line? So the pass, uh, basically, we have... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have only one entry point into the park. Mm-hmm. So if there's a line, you would probably hit the line. But currently right now, since everybody's doing reservations online, uh, everybody has their reservation okay. already. So that line should move pretty fast. Okay. Uh, when everything returns back to normal and people can start just uh, going to the park without having to do day use reservation, uh, it basically just helps you move through the line faster if there is one. Yep, and that 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 helps. And and now on back to the all the different parks. And folks, you know that's one thing is so wonderful about our great state of Texas. Do you? Shannon, do you know where the second largest, and Shannon said you're going to put me on the spot, aren't you, Ken? Do you know where the <laughs> second largest canyon in the nation is? I'm going to guess Texas, but specifically, you got it. no. no. You, you, don't, don't, go, don't go, but you got it. Now, it's in the Panhandle up north, and it's yep. Paladura Canyon State Park. I've heard of that one. It's beautiful if you had never seen it. All the colors. And the they have cabins where you're on the side of a cliff that's 400, 500 feet to the bottom. And you can go out there 
you don't want to go out there drunk, no, or or, or sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but but now, I mean, it's so wonderful. And then, uh, just like Aaron was saying, you can go down to the coast and you have beautiful beaches that you can go in our state parks. Do you like big, tall pine trees, Shannon? Absolutely. Well, you have uh, here in Texas, here in Austin area, we have a really wonderful park, Bastrop State Park. And now due to the fire, we lost some some pines, but there's still there's still pines, plenty of pines and there's all of the uh the buildings are still there. They didn't burn. No, uh all of the original Triple C uh Civilian Conservation Corps buildings are still there. And they look really nice a lot since those areas right around it didn't have any burn. Mm-hmm. So it still has that, like, hobbity hole type feel to them. Some of them are still, like, built into the hills. So it feels sort of like the cabins are coming out of the ground and out of the trees. Now, it's a very... go ahead. Go right ahead. Bueller right next door is closed, right? Uh, Bueller right next Future, door is closed right. currently. Yeah. Uh, it's hopefully it'll be open, reopened soon. But right now they ran out of cleaning supplies. Now I just had somebody asking about paddle trails. Let's see. Okay, paddle trails and shuttle services near Bend, Texas, on at the Colorado Bend State Park. Is Colorado Bend State Park still open? Yes, it is. And they do have paddle trails up there, do they not? Yes, they do. They have some really wonderful ones. If you go ahead and hop into the river, you can go and see the waterfalls. Mm -hmm. So if you paddle up the river from the overnight sites, you can go see Gorman Falls. And if you follow the river down its natural course, you can actually go and see more waterfalls that are unaccessible except by paddling boats. Yeah. So it's a very much like unique feeling experience because you'll be the only one there looking at that waterfall. Post Oak Falls, that's the one she's telling you about there. It falls like 150, maybe 200 feet, and it falls on the flowstone. It's beautiful. Aaron, I'm fixing to be out of time. Where can everybody go find oh. everything out they need to find out? Um, two sites. First, go ahead and check our main page, texasstateparks.gov. And that'll let you know which parks are open or which parks have limited service. And the second one is go to our online reservation system and reserve yourself your day entry or overnight there. There you go. Ma'am, thank you so very much. We're going to do this again pretty quick. All righty then. Sounds good to me. Thank you. And there you go, Shannon. Did you get your park you wanted to go to? Yeah, that one, the one up in the panhandle sounds pretty nice. It does. I probably need to be tethered to something, though, before I <laughs> go all in. I think we're fixing to have to get out of here, ain't we? Yes, sir. Hey, folks, stick around. We're just getting started. We got, no, we got another hour. See y'all on the other side. Hey, folks, this segment is open. We opened it up for y'all. If y'all want to give us a call, 512-390-5483. 
uh, give us a call and uh, visit with us, and me or Shannon, and uh, we'll see what's going on. And uh, we've had a great now, Shannon, this is your first time doing the great outdoors. What do you think? It's great. Very informative. It's fun. It's definitely a new it? avenue for me. And, uh, I mean, it's, that's what we talk about. We talk about parks. We try to get our listeners uh, ways of getting outside, doing things, getting out of the house. And uh, I really haven't got into the cooking part of it. No. We do a lot of cooking on here. I, I like to do recipes. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's fun. I mean, that's what it's all about. So y'all want to give us a call, 512-390-5483. And we got a caller. We'll get you here in just a second. He's visiting our, they're visiting with Shannon right now. So we'll get visit with them here in a bit. But, uh, you know, here in this next three segments, we're going to have Bob Lusk, a.k.a. also known as the Pond Boss. And uh, we'll be talking about what y'all to do with We've got uh, Homer. Hey, Homer. How are you doing? It's been a long time since I've heard from you, brother. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Hey, uh, does them white bass get down as far as the dam when they're running? You know, they'll be down there. They're on top of the ridges and such as that. But where if they're running, they're going to be up the river. They're going to be up there around Paradise Point, S- Silver Creek, uh, out in front of Tau, and then all the way to Colorado Bend State Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, the females are starting to move that away now. Your males have been up there for a while. The males are the smaller fish, but the females are moving in there, and they have been catching some big white bass down the lake, or up the lake, rather. Well, I figured them things would be all around Shaw, but Oh, they are. They are. Especially, so, mm-hmm. Are they doing it in the mornings or all day or just? A- in the mornings when the threadfin shad are running, you know, yellowtails are running bank, that's when there are a lot of them in there. And yeah. uh, with this little cool front, this is going to kick the th- uh, threadfin shad running the bank back for probably a week or so. But as soon as it warms up and that, that shallow water warms up again, those, those white bass be back there. So Shaw, Silver, you know, Silver Creek, Paradise Point, up the river to to Tau, and then on up the river, the white bass are running. And when, the, especially when the threadfin shad are running, uh, they've been a lot of them in the threadfin shad in there at the Falls, uh, Falls Creek. Uh, yeah, they've been in there running strong, and they've been a lot of bass in there. A lot of white uh, white bass in there when they're running. Uh, what threadfin shad? They like a lot of oxygen, and that fall coming off of the, the falls coming off of there disturbs that water and puts a lot of oxygen in that water. And those threadfin shad are in there, and the, consequently the white bass are too. And there's some pretty good strappers in there too. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Homer, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Sure. Be good, sure. brother. Enjoy. And another thing, up the river, they've been catching some big blue cat, big blue cat on jug lines. They've been using cut shad, cut uh, bluegill or brim or perch, and cut carp. But they've been catching some 
big blue cat. When I say big, I'm talking 30 to 60 pound blue cat on jug lines up there. Now, catching a lot of just eaters. When I say eater, that's a pound and a half to a five pound blue cat. But they've been catching a lot of eaters up there uh, and some good channel cat along with it. A few stripers been up there, a lot of white bass. Crappie fishing's fixing to get crazy up the river. So, yeah, it's going to be good. We've got, uh, you know, with my guide service, we've got crappie guides and we have striper guides. Right now, we're not running any trips due to the COVID-19 thing. Uh, what they told us is, Ken, you can have 10 people on a boat, but they all have to be of the same household. So if you put a guide in a boat, well, he's not of the same household. He's just the guy that's taking them fishing and making sure everybody's having a good time. So I says, you know what we're going to do? We want to make sure everybody stays well, especially our guides. So what we're going to do is just kind of postpone it, just kind of pull back and say, okay, folks, we'll, tell, we'll help you find fish. We'll tell you where you ought to be looking, but we're not guiding. You know, we're not going to be running trips because of the COVID-19 thing, the coronavirus. We, we don't want a, one of our guides to get sick. And then what's bad about this coronavirus is he can get sick and not really feel it. So he keeps working. He keeps taking people fishing. And all he's doing, he's a carrier then. He gives it to whoever he's fishing with. That's what's bad about this stuff. And that's, you know, a lot of your guides don't understand that. Uh, that's what's crazy about this, Shannon. It doesn't affect everybody the same way. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you can be a carrier. And not even know it. And not even know it. I mean, but you're giving it to people. You know, you're, you, they're catching it from you. You are contagious. And not even know it. And that's what's crazy about this stuff. And, yeah, it's going to, you know, that's why we're doing the social distancing thing. You know, I guess in a way we're kind of lucky. You know, it's kind of crazy to look at it this way. But we've seen what happened in China. Right. We see what happened in Spain. We're seeing what's happening in Italy. Well, we have a crystal ball this is what's going to happen here if we don't step on top of it and get on top of it right now shut the curve down don't let it spike so that's what they're doing and it's working in, a, in a, as well as it can i think i think so i think it helps that they continue to kind of shut things down to force everybody into social distancing who maybe not isn't complying to begin with i agree with you I agree with you. I mean, when they're showing uh, our our city parks that's got people all over them and they're out there sitting beside each other and they're visiting, well, yeah, that's a wonderful thing. You, you sit beside each other, visit with you, visit with everybody, everybody's out there. Maybe there's one guy that has it but doesn't know it. And guess what he's doing? Oh, is that sort of like what happened to 70 people that went to Cabo San Lucas? That story is still mind-blowing. I know it. It's 40, last time I heard, 44 of that 77 or 70 people right. have got 
COVID now. I mean, yeah, I know you're not going to get your money back on your trip, but if you could afford the trip, you can probably afford either yeah. the insurance to cover the trip or just to cancel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what's bad. Uh, yeah, you know, it's something that we all have to to kind of look back and sit back and say, okay, what are we going to do? Well, I tell you what, I would do. If I had that kind of money, I'd go buy me a chunk of land. I'd put my own pond in, and then I'd say, I'd call Bob Lusk, who we're going to have this next three segments, and Bob's going to say, okay, what do you want to do? Are you wanting to raise big bass? Are you wanting to raise big brim and bluegill for the kids? Or are you wanting to raise big catfish? And you'll say, well, all the above. Nope, we can't do it in one tank. Now, he's going to call me a liar here in a minute because when he gets on, he's listening right now. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, we'll have him on here in a little bit, and we'll visit with him. And, but he's going he's gonna to say, okay, this is what we can do. And that's why I love having Bob on the show and let him tell you all what's going on. And that's what's wonderful. So Bob will be on here in a little bit, and we'll visit with him, and he'll tell you what you want to know and how you want to know it. And if y'all want to give us a call, 512-390-5483, if you have any questions for Bob, we'll, we'll, we'll pass them on. And uh, give him, just tell Shannon, or we'll see what we can do. Are you playing music over me? Am I talking too long? You're running a little bit, <laughs> but I didn't want to scare you with it. it. <laughs> hey, family, we got to get out of here. Bob Lusk next. Pond Boss. See y'all in a little bit, family. <laughs> Let the station make a little money. Hey, folks, we've got... The Wizard of Water, the Dean of the Institute of Higher Pondology, the Pond Boss, Bob Lusk on the phone. Good morning, Bob. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How in the world are you there, my friend? I'm doing good. And you sound like you're driving. Yeah, I'm uh, sheltering in place in my truck, headed to the grocery store for the last time for the next month. <laughs> I understand that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got, uh, we've got two grandkids hanging out with us at our house, and uh, both their parents work in a hospital. My daughter works at Baylor in downtown Dallas, and their daddy works at one in Sherman. So they're hanging out at our house, and... I need to go get them some groceries, so I'm going to hit it early. Well, that'll work. Get in there and get in. Is it raining up there? No, it rained pretty much all day yesterday, but it, uh, but it's cold. It's 38 degrees up I there. know. It's, it's cold out better. there. This is going to yeah. hurt uh, all these guys that had uh, last week that had those easy mornings out there chasing white bass with a thread fin shad running. It's going to make it tough on them. Yeah, it's <laughs> – yeah, they'll, they'll have to have a mask on for other reasons besides 
COVID virus. Well, the thread fin shad won't run because that water done cooled off right up against the bank. So, yeah, thread fin shad ain't gonna be running quite as easy, quite as well as they have been. No, and it's all about the the, the temperature and the and the uh, barometric pressure on that deal, isn't it? Yep, it is. And so, yeah. Yeah, you know, but as soon as it warms up, everything gets right. Uh, threadfin shad will be back on the water. White bass will be blowing up all over them, and the uh, stripers will be chasing them, and the largemouth bass will be chasing them. And then just off the banks out there, a little while, a well, little ways, all the blue cat are waiting for all the ones that the 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 game fish injured to wash out there, and then the blue cat get eaten. So. You know, when these threadfin shad run, there's all kinds of fish to be caught. Well, no kidding. And another good thing is when they're running, they're spawning. When they're spawning, they're getting new babies out there, so the food chain starts over. You know, with this, with this, the rises that, you know, the way the lakes come up when they were low, back 2011, 2008, whenever it was, and they were so low and all that brush grew up down there and all the everything grew up in the trees and all that then the lakes filled up and now there are so many schools of threadfin shad and buchanan and travis uh was out running around and my son well you know max he says dad look at this and i'm saying what is that he says that's something you didn't see when you was guiding huh I says, well, it looks like a big school of bait fish, but it's never ending. He says, yeah, there's so many. He says the the bait fish are crazy in the lake this year, because of all of that cover. The they have a place to hide now, where they didn't before. That's right. Plus, the lake has got a lot more volume of water in it, so they got more space and more cover. Mm-hmm. So it's just the, the perfect setup. When we were talking about it way back in 2015, we figured it would take about four or five years and the lake would start seeing some really big largemouth bass and, you know, the the blue cats would get bigger and, you know, the stripers would be fat and chunky and I bet that's pretty much going on right now. And plus, you know, the fact that we didn't have much of a winter, you know, and so the... I think they're spawning a little bit early. Or, or what do you think? Are they on time? Or are they a little early? Seem are a little early. They're a little early. Uh, the thread finners, you know, that's not the huge schools that'll come up on the banks yet. You'll see these little school little po- pockets of them, and they'll be, you know, looks like several hundred instead of thousands. So it's just the smaller little bunches coming in now, and as soon as it gets a little warmer and it starts warming up at night. That's when it starts getting crazy, when those nights start getting in that 70 degrees and and that water starts warming up, and that's when it goes crazy with threadfin shad. Yeah, and the cool thing I like about threadfin shad is is they have kind of a rolling spawn, we call it, where when they start, they keep going, they keep going, they keep going, they keep going. So it's really, really fun to watch them. Yeah. Now, you said... A threadfin shad may spawn how many times a year? Well, they can spawn two or three times a year, you know, and what's also interesting about that is the babies can start having babies when they're about 90 days old. Really? So, 
yeah. So it's the the average lifespan of a thread fin shad is only about eighteen months to two years. So they don't live that long. So they got to spawn a lot. They got to spawn often. They might lay anywhere from fifteen hundred to three thousand eggs at a time, but they'll do it five or six times a year. And they're running in schools. It could be, you know, in excess of twenty five or thirty thousand. Oh yeah, time, easily. You know. And like like you say, when they're really running, you can see them. They look like they're six feet thick mm-hmm. running along the shore, you know, looking for places to stick their eggs. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And the white bass and the largemouth bass and the, and the crappie, they're all right there. And all you got to do is get you a silver spoon or, or something that looks like a shad. It's got a little silver to it and just chunk out there. Oh, heck when they're running like that and the fish are feeding, you can take a piece of, of a broomstick and stick a hook on it and catch them on it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a frenzy, and that's kind of their focus. Yep. At, it, that, at that point. You know, and what's really cool about all that is when the threadfin shad are spawning, the, the bass are either about to or in the middle of it, and they need to eat. You know, the more they eat, the more they gain, the more they gain, the more eggs they have, and the more eggs they have, the more babies they have. So it's it's kind of a cool thing because all that stuff is kind of like hand in glove. It all works in unison. And it's all, it, the timing is just right. You know, you're coming out of the winter, you don't have a whole lot of food, then the, the food chain kicks in gear, and all these different fish spawn at different times of the year. So that's part of what makes it fun is uh is the timing of the way that the fish spawn because it's a sequence you know they don't all spawn at the same time if they did they'd cross breed you'd have yep. bluegills breeding with green sunfish breeding with warm mouth and crappie and all that but they're all they're all interspersed based on the temperature and the moon phase so the perch would be breeding with the bluegill and then the bluegill and the perch would be breeding with the brim yep that's right. <laughs> that's right. So, so you'd have a whole bunch of uh, hybrid crosses and stuff like that. But that's how nature keeps that separate because they have different temperatures and they spawn in different phases of the moon. So you may see a big bed full of bluegills and they might be there ten days and then you come and look and they're gone. But they're replaced with the red ear sunfish or they're replaced with green sunfish or the, you know, the goggle eye have moved over into some colonies and they're spawning. So it's it's that's the way nature works. You know, this time of year when the lakes come up, look, we had a pretty good rise on Buchanan. We come up a couple of feet, feet and the crappie were, no, carp. Crappie hadn't hit shallow yet. The carp were up in there spawning. And then I was talking to some of the guys, and I said, well, did y'all get all the carp you wanted? Oh, we were just waiting on those to come up in there so we'd know where they're at. I says, so you chase the catfish. Yep, because the channel cat will be right behind them. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right, because the channel cat, blue cat do too. They spawn there probably in uh, the middle of May, end of May. And what they'll do is is right now they're just going to be gorging themselves with as much food as they can get to finish off developing their eggs. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, even though we might catch a fish that's full of eggs in the fall, they're not going to spawn in the fall typically, but, but they're getting ready to spawn the next year. So that's that's one of the cool things about nature, too, is, you know, when the opportunity is there, the fish are going to capitalize on it the best they can. Yep. Now, I know when the gar 
you know, Gar has an egg that's pretty good. Yes. And so uh, we're fixing to have to break here. Folks, we got Bob Lusk on the phone, Pond Boss. If y'all want to check him out, go to pondboss.com. And uh, if y'all have any questions for Bob, give us a call here in just a minute. We're going to have him on next couple of segments, 512-390-5483. So, Bob, stick around. Go warm that cup. Well, you ain't, you're driving. You ain't drink coffee. No, I'm sitting in front of a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you in just a minute then, and we'll visit with you. So, folks, we got to get out of here. See y'all on the other side. Bob Lust next. Welcome back to the great outdoors on Austin Sports Talk Leader, AM 1300 The Zone, brought to you by United Ag and Turf. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milam. <laughs> hey folks, we got Bob Lusk on the phone, the Pond Boss. If you have any questions, give us a call. 512-390-5483. Uh, we've been visiting a little bit about, uh, oh, you know, different. <laughs> we've been talking about our local lakes more than anything, about threadfin shad and white bass. And and now you put threadfin shad in the ponds and in, in lakes that people build, that you build and you stock full of fish, right? Some of them we do. We sure do. The reason we do that is because when we use threadfin shed, I tell you what, when you're managing a pond, you're managing it for a purpose. And each fish that we put in there has a, a purpose to be there. And the threadfin shad stocked into to private waters is typically to fill an open niche because they live, they prefer open water. You know, they spawn around the edges, but for the majority of their lives, they're going to live out in open water mm-hmm. where bluegill live along the edges, and they live in that zone where the water's up to six or seven feet deep where the thread fins are going to live out in the main body of a pond or a lake. So we're filling in a kind of an open slot out there for them. And, you know, and thread fins serve another purpose in that they feed largemouth bass are, say, 10 to 15 inches long typically. So that's how we get the middle-sized bass to grow up to be two or three pounds. Threadfin shad and play a role in that in private waters. And that, and with that, is how or why the strappers got put in the water into the lakes and our, you know, state lakes is because there were so many rough fish, basically shad, and stripers are an open water feeder, and that's how. Strappers were put in here by, what was his name? Gold, who was a bass fisherman. He, 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 I can't think of his dang name. He was over there in uh, Waco. I'm talking in the 70s. Yep. Goldsmith, I think, was his last name. I think you're right. Name. Yep. Something like that. Yep. 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 Well, the thing about that is, you know, if when I'm talking to people about ponds, the first thing I talk about is how to make sure their water is good and healthy and once we get past that, we start talking about the habitat, you know, and one of the things I'll do is I'll ask folks I'll, to get them to really start understanding the value of habitat. I'll say, hey, if you want to go striper fishing, where are we going to go? And of course, up here, we'd go to Lake Texoma. Down there, we'd mm-hmm. go to Buck, you know, and then if I said, what if you want to go have a shot at catching a double-digit largemouth bass, where would we go? We'd go to Lake Fork. What if you wanted to go troll 90 feet deep for a great big lake trout? 
well, gosh, that's the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. You know, so as goes the habitat, so goes what lives in it. And when you've got habitat where threadfin shad thrive, then that's the same habitat that stripers live in and hybrid stripers and white bass. So now you've got the habitat, you've got the food chain that suits them, and so they're going to thrive in it. You know, where like Lake Fork, there's a bunch of standing timber and the water's real fertile because they flooded a bunch of dairy farms back then. You know, and so with that real rich, fertile water and a bunch of standing cover and brush and and uh, vegetation along the sides, man, that's a great bass habitat. Well, that's also a great bluegill habitat. And bluegill are the backbone of the food chain for largemouth bass. So when you've got the right habitat for those fish to thrive, they're going to. And it's kind of a succession. It's a food chain. You know, so if you got the good habitat for bluegills and the good habitat for bass, you're going to have a good bluegill and bass fishery. You know, and then as long as, like, like when we were talking about Buck, Buck was down 30 or 40 feet mm-hmm. for several years during the drought, and all that, all the willow trees grew up and all the plant life grew up around the edges, then it got flooded. That created brand new habitat, especially for bait fish. And with the bait fish growing like crazy, it provides a food chain. So the the food chain blows up first, and then then the game fish, the bass, and the yellow cat, and the blue cat, you know, and all that, just they follow right behind that because their food chain blows up. And now at that, now after you start talking about that, and you're sitting there, of course, you know, when you take off like that, you make me think of things, and... We taught. I was mentioning this earlier. When, say, Grandpa or Dad want to build a pond, and they want to build, well, Grandpa's going to build it for the kids, the grandkids. He's going to want brim or bluegill in it, or you know, before I knew you, they were perch. So, <laughs> and now he's going to come to you and say, "Well, I want." I want perch, I want catfish, I want largemouth bass, and I want some crappie in there. What are you going to tell him? Well, I'm going to talk him down off the cliff first. <laughs> first thing I'm going to do is, is is I'll say, hey, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'll give you a real-world situation. There's a, there's a fellow in Austin who's a dentist who is uh, getting close to retirement age, and he's decided to buy a piece of property up near Burnett. And it happens to be an area where he could enlarge a pond, so he decided to enlarge. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The pond, which he did, and he tripled the size of it, let all the water out of it, redid it, and he called me about a third of the way through, and he said, I really, really want to have catfish. I want just exactly what you just said. He said, I want catfish, I want crappie, I want some brim, and I want some bass. So I said, okay, let's talk about that. So it's really, if it's, if it's not at least 20 acres, you don't need to do crappie. Because crappie are going to compete against all your other fish, and they're going to spawn early, and their babies are going to eat the babies of the other fish. So they're really not a good fit in small water. 
because they're a predator fish limited by the size of their mouth. So crappie are going to overeat the food chain at the wrong place in the food chain. They're going to eat little baby bluegills, little baby bass, little baby crappie. You know, and so they're going to have a tendency to overpopulate and then stunt. I mean, I've seen crappie seven years old, four inches long, and a little thicker than a postage stamp. You know, so I try to talk them out of the crappie and then inform them about the other fish. Where bass and bluegill work great together because the bluegill can reproduce in that part of the country four or five times a year, Mm -hmm. which means they create a food chain. And then about channel cat, as long as they understand that channel cat fish, when they hit about two, two and a half pounds, they'll compete with a three-pound bass. So if that's okay with them, that's okay with me. The good thing about catfish is you can feed them and minimize their competition. But it's the little things that people don't know. You know, when, when somebody tells me they want catfish, it's usually because they want a fish they can eat. Mm-hmm. And then when they tell me they want bass, they want it for sport. When they tell me they want bluegills, it's to feed the bass or for the grandkids to catch. So we drill down into their goals, and then we compare that to the pond and then come up with a stocking plan, you know, that we can reasonably do that will help them get to their goals. So that's kind of the process we go through when we think about it. So what we're going to do is we're going to build this pond. It's going to fill up full of water. And as soon as it fills up, we're going to fill it full of fathead menace. Then we're going to bring in some bluegill, and then we're going to uh, let that sit for six months to a year. Then we're going to come in with our, are we going to come in with catfish next, or are we going to come in with a largemouth bass next? Well, if the pond's ready to go now, and we're comfortable with the habitat, <laughs> he's this guy, this dentist, he's, I love the guy, he texts me all during the day sometimes, and when he's between patients, he'll send me a text. He's thinking about fish when he's working on somebody's teeth, you know. And so, so he'll send me he'll send me a text and show me pictures of the habitat that he put in the weekend before, you know. So once we've got that, if it happens in the spring, like right now, we'd put in the fathead minnows yeah. and the channel catfish and the bluegill and some red ear sunfish all at the same time, and we give them a chance to get established. Then we put the largemouth bass in later after the food chain gets a chance to reproduce and grow and multiply bob we're gonna have to break here let's just keep this okay. this this line going because i kind of like this because you, you're right. sitting there telling me things that i need to know i know if, but hey folks we got to get out of here i can sit here and rattle with bob all the rest of the show with shannon says ken we gotta make some money we gotta let the commercials i gotta get out of here see y'all in a little bit we got bob lusk we got him for one more segment see y'all in a little bit family Welcome back to the great outdoors on Austin Sports Talk Leader, AM 1300 The Zone, brought to you by United Ag and Turf. Now back to the Bud Light Studios and your host, Ken Milam. Hey folks, we've got Bob Lusk on the phone. Bob is the pond boss. He has a magazine called The Pond Boss, and uh, he's sitting in the parking lot right now waiting for us to quit talking to him so he can go in there and get groceries. So uh, this is his monthly trip to the grocery store. Is that right? That's what I'm going to do this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually, actually, this store usually opens at about 6.30, but 
they open at eight o'clock, so our timing's perfect. Oh, that'll work. Okay, we'll let you out here and loose. We'll let you go here in a minute. Okay, and we we built a pond. We got the fat head minnows in there. Now, are we going to? Did we figure out what we're going to put? Are we going to raise largemouth bass and and catfish, or are we just going to raise largemouth bass? And are we just going to have catfish in there to eat and largemouth bass? Or can we raise both of them? Let me ask you that one. Well, you can as long as you understand the way it works. You know, and the the dentist, our dentist friend there from Austin that's got the lake, the Mm -hmm. pond and burn it, that pond started off at about half an acre, but the watershed was big enough that he could increase it to about two acres. So that's what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, now what I had him do was after he was about, he called me when it was about a third of the way done, so I had him stair-step the edges because we know the water is going to fluctuate there a lot. Right. And so instead of having a bunch of shallow water, which was what he was going to have, we had him stair-step it down like like a um, like a staircase. Mm-hmm. You know, and that way, the yes, he's got some ledges down that start where the water is about four feet deep, five feet deep. And had he put a bunch of habitat? Well, his goals are he's got some grandkids that are in their, oh, still in single digits, you know, six, seven, eight years old. By the time they're 12 or 13, he wants them to be able to go out there, swim in it, and catch fish in it. So he wanted catfish to eat so the family could have a fish fry from time to time, and he wanted some bass so he could catch them on fly gear. He hadn't even thought about creating a couple of spots around the pond where he could he could stand, so he created a couple of little peninsulas that he can fish off of all the way around them with his fly rod. You know, and so stocking fathead minnows, that jump starts the food chain. Bluegills are the backbone of the food chain. Red ears are kind of an insurance policy. And the bass he's looking at for the first three years is catch and release while the catfish are growing up. You know, so he's mm-hmm. kind of got a multi-tiered system in there where he's he knows by the time his grandkids are 10, 11, 12, 13, he'll have some really nice catfish, and the bass will be big enough that they can enjoy those too. And he's putting in a beach right now. The pond's about two-thirds full now. So he's putting a beach in, and uh, that way the the family can enjoy a little sandy beach as they're fishing or swimming or whatever they're doing. So well, it serves a bunch of purposes. He's building a nice, he's building a nice pond. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He's got him a weekend place, but, you know, that part of the country, there's no deer live there, right? <laughs> no, no deer at all, no. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, got, he, he's got turkeys moving in and out. He's got a lot of deer, and he wanted this pond as the focal point where at some point they're going to build a cabin that overlooks the pond, and they wanted to have a bigger, nicer pond that they could see, you know, have a porch on the west side of the cabin that, can, where they can see the sunset going down over the pond, and they wanted to have the right kinds of fish at the right times. So as we talked about it, there was a bunch of things he hadn't thought about. So it all started off with goals. And, you know, the goals were sit on the porch, watch the kids catch fish, go catch some big brim on a fly rod, and have a fish fry from time to time. So once we figured that out and drilled down into it, then we designed the pond and the fisheries to suit those goals. Now, did you tell him he needed to put a, you know, if he's listening, I'm, I'm fixing to throw something, put a feeder out there and stock 
some big blue cat in that lake. So when that feeder kicks on and throws that floating fish food out there, all those big blue cat come up there and stick those heads out and start eating that feed, uh, the floating fish food, and the grandkids go crazy. And we hadn't talked about the blue cat, but what I would tell him <laughs> is blue cat get so big that they'll eat your bass. Yeah, they'll eat anything. You know, I, yeah, I've seen I've seen a forty pound blue cat with a three pound bass in its belly before. Yeah. So in in a small pond like that, he could have a few blue cat if he wanted. But what I try to do is teach people the consequences of that. You know, those blue cat are going to live. They can live as long as thirty years or forty years in a small pond like that. Mm-hmm. And they'll become the king of the pond and pretty well eat everything that's in it. And if that's not, if that's okay with them, then that's that's what they can do. But if it's not okay with them, then we'll go another direction. So part of what I do is try to educate folks on what to expect, because a lot of folks really don't know. They they see these big blue cat, they think they're cool, but they don't realize that they're going to eat their weight, you know, every four or five right. days and and eliminate a whole bunch of what they might want in the pond. So we usually steer clear of blue cat. But, and I typically tell people to steer clear of channel cat unless you understand what's going to happen. They're going to compete. If you want bass, you probably don't want channel catfish because they're going to compete. Right. But if you're okay with that, then they they do. They can work together just fine. You just need to understand what you're going to get. And you got to you got to convince them that they are going to have to catch as many of those catfish as they can because of the way they spawn and they're going to have to eat some catfish a bunch of catfish and they're going to have to eat some bass too if they want big bass that's right so the way the plan works is we make sure there's good clean healthy happy water and the habitat is conducive to the fish that they want we get the food chain built you know use the right genetics that to grow the fish that they want and then we have a harvest plan you know, every pond is, we have a harvest plan. I look at a pond like a garden. You're going to build it, then you're going to stock it, you know, you're going to seed it, you're going to nurture it, you're going to feed the fish, you're going to fertilize the water sometimes, and at some point there's going to be a bounty of fish of certain sizes, and those are the fish that you need to take, and that's based on your goals. You know, if your goals are to grow big bass, then you're going to preserve the biggest bass and harvest some of the intermediate-sized bass after about the third year that the fish have been in there. You know, so it, we, we do kind of have methods. We do have plans. And, and, of course, nature nature plays a role in everything we do. You know, and so as long as nature lets the pond do what it's supposed to do, then then we'll adjust to it and harvest fish when we need to harvest fish and stock more when we need to stock more. Now, on that note... What was it when they had the big rains in Oklahoma that blew out uh, Jimmy's Jimmy Houston's uh, dam on his pond on his yeah, lake? Yeah, that was in 2015. Holy cow, that was crazy. Yeah, you know, we had we had 40 inches of rain in 40 days up here along the Red River, and one of those rains just chewed up his spillway and blew the dam out, and uh, all of his fish went down the Washita River and ended up in Lake Texoma. So he had to rebuild the dam and build him a new spillway. He's got a concrete spillway that's kind of like a flume, you know. But now that's five years ago. We stocked a bunch of fish in there, and he brought a bunch of fish in from Alabama from a fish hatchery over there. And good gosh, he's his lake ought to be really doing great right now. Has he got some? Bo- he he had fifteen pound bass. I think you were saying that blew out of that lake. He had. 
Yeah, I don't know that he had any 15-pounders, <laughs> but I know that he had some that were 10 or 11 or 12 that, that, that went the way of the buffalo. Well, Jimmy said he had 15-pound bass. How's that? I, I, yeah, okay, I like that. I like that even better. <laughs> but now, so it's come back, and it's 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 getting good again. And I know the last time we had him on, he was bragging about you. That's all I remember. Yeah, he's a good guy. I like Jimmy Houston. He's neat. He's, you know what what you see on TV with Jimmy Houston is the same thing in per in person. He's just a He's a neat guy. All, all those old heads like that, Jimmy Houston, Bill Dance, yep. Ray Scott, those guys are exactly like what you see on TV. Yep. They're good guys. Jimmy, yep. we've had him on a bunch on the show. I always have to pester him. He was born over here in San San Marcos. And then they went yeah, to right. Yeah. And then they went to uh to Oklahoma. <laughs> and so yeah. But uh we fixing to be out of time, ain't we, Shannon? I never have enough time with Bob Lusk. We always run out it's of time. Fun. <laughs> it's always fun. A little bit more fun. time if you want it. Hmm? You got a little more time with him if oh, you want. Oh, yeah, we got a little more time. But but uh, now, so if you want a build a pond or a lake. Now, if you're down here in, uh, you know, over here in Lano County, you want to build a big old tank and, and you need to get a hold of Bob Lusk if you want to fill it full of fish. Now, Bob, now, you will help them, but you have a bunch of guys down here that will help them as well that you can hook them up with. Well, Palm Boss Magazine, we've got what we call our resource guide. I do two things. I travel around consulting about private lakes, designing fishing lakes. If somebody's got an existing pond or lake, I, I can work with them to make it better. Matter of fact, <clears throat> I'm going to shoot down to Bastrop on Monday and meet with a guy for about two hours outside six feet apart and we're going to talk about a pond that he's getting ready to renovate and uh and then the other thing that we do is publish the magazine pond boss which goes out every other month and that's just chock full of information we've got a resource guide so if somebody wants to do anything with a recreational fishing pond pond boss has got a big network of people that can help in a bunch of different phases from designing it to putting fish in it to managing the water quality to aeration to feeding fish the fish feeders, the whole bit. So, so, and that's what we do. We're ha- happy to help with any information we've got, and we'll pass it on and help folks. And can I tell you what? We hadn't done this in a while, but if somebody would like to see a sample copy of the magazine, send me an email, and we'll get one in the mail, and they can take a look at it and see if they like it. My email address is boblusk at outlook.com. Boblusk at outlook.com. We're fixing about a time, Bob. Thank you. Appreciate it, my brother. You bet. Appreciate the opportunity. See you later. Bob Lusk at Outlook.com. Send you info to him. He'll send you a new one. See y'all on the other side, family. See you tomorrow. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.